You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph, and you are listening to just me this week, so hopefully that's okay with you. But we are going to just have a little chat about timing your spell work. This is something that has been touched on in previous episodes, especially during the first season, but nothing in a cohesive episode like this. They were all sort of scattered about. So days of the week, for example, there was a episode dedicated just to days of the week. And then there was an episode dedicated just to moon faces. They wanted to have a space to refer back to that information. Like I said in the first episode this year, I want to touch back on the basics. I think it's just like a good reminder to go back to these things. And I wanted to have a space where all of that information is condensed so you have a single episode to refer to. So that that is this episode. Magical timing. When I say timing your spell work, I am talking about lining up a spell with a specific magical time, of which there are quite a few. This is not something that is a requirement. It is just, once again, adding another layer of correspondence. Similar to if you gather herbs or crystals that match your intention and your energy that you are going to be putting into your spell or ritual, this is just another layer. It is more important for some people than others. Some are really influenced by moon phases and solar cycles, and some people not so much. So while this can add a great extra layer, it's not a requirement, and if you are ever in a situation where you feel like you need to do a spell, you're feeling called to do a ritual on that particular day, and it doesn't line up with any of the magical timings I'm about to mention, that's fine. Go ahead and do it, because the most important thing is that you are feeling called to do that at that time. I am going to get into the list. You, there are a lot of options. You can use any one or any combination of these. I know witches out there who will use almost every single thing on the list that I am about to mention. So obviously you can get more and more complicated with it, or you can stick to something that is very simple. And these are in no particular order, just the order that they came to my mind when I was making the list. And I will have the list over in the show notes at whichwaystaste.com. First up, something that we are all familiar with because I have had many Sabbath episodes, and that is the Wheel of the Year and the Sabbaths in general. As you know, the Sabbaths reflect the growing cycle and what's happening in the natural world, more specifically the agricultural cycle of where those holidays originated. So there are the four Celtic fire festivals, and then there are the four Germanic festivals. So the intentions and symbols and energy that are associated with those different Sabbaths tend to line up with what the weather is doing in those particular locations and not always necessarily when or where you are. Imbolc, for example, is one that I always use, and that is February 1st here in the Northern Hemisphere, and it is too cold in Chicago to notice a lot of the things that are associated with Imbolc being a sign of spring and new beginnings. You're supposed to be able to see like tiny signs of spring and like snowdrops popping up through the, the snow. Like, no. I'm seeing those now <laughs> in March or so. Uh, February 1st is a little too early for that in Chicago, so I don't always line up with that particular aspect of in bulk, and I sort of push that until later. 
But these Sabbaths really are a great way to sort of mark your year, even if you are not observing those in any sort of religious sense. You don't have to be Wiccan to observe those. You can still notice what is going on in the natural world around you and sort of structure your magic accordingly, starting with reflection during Yule and intention setting and starting new beginnings on February 1st, growing those things during the Ostara season, harvesting them during Lamas and Mabon, then offering up gratitude, starting all your new year again in Samhain season. So if you are a fan of sort of setting year-long goals and intentions, that could be a great way to structure that. I'm going to touch on liminal times a little bit in a couple of other these sections as well, but liminal times are the in-between. So it's thought that I, other planes of existence are easier to access during liminal times. It's easier to communicate with spirits or the Fae. Beltane and Samhain are considered the liminal times of the Sabbaths, where those veils between the planes are thinnest and it is easiest to communicate with ancestors and the Fae. And I believe you do not have to be stuck to just the Wheel of the Year. I think you can also use other holidays or important dates and seasons to you because they reflect times of big change in your life then your energy is going to reflect that and you're going to be able to tap into that for your spells and rituals. So you could time things to your birthday or to the 4th of July or Halloween. You can structure your spell work around the start of school at late August. I know a lot of witches who schedule their practice and time their spell work according to their kids' school schedules because it is just not feasible to do as much during winter break and spring break than in, all throughout the summer than it is in the fall when the kids are busy all day. So any of those numbers of options can be a magical time and enhance your spell work. The next thing on the list is lunar timing, and that is the moon phases throughout the month. So if you are a patron, then you have already seen this. Last month's ebook was all about lunar magic. So I have tons of information in that book for you to check out and I am just going to do a brief overview here so if lunar magic is what you're into and you feel called by the moon you may want to join over on patreon and get that book the new moon is usually associated with new beginnings and setting an intention the waxing moon is all about growing moving forward rising energy and then we get to the full moon which is about power celebration lots of energy Next is the waning moon, which is for removing things, for banishing, letting things go. And then you also have special moon phases, like blue moons or black moons. A blue moon is the second full moon in a calendar month. So since the moon is on a 28-ish day cycle, if you have a full moon in the very first couple of days of the month, you can then have a second full moon at the very end of the month, and that is called a blue moon and that moon is just even more of the energy of whatever the full moon is. So full moons have you know, their own energy of power and celebration, but each month has a different energy as well because it is based on what zodiac sign it is in. The new moon is always in the same sign as the sun and the full moon is the exact opposite. So that will further influence the energies that that full moon has. And then if you have that blue moon, that second full moon in the month, then it would further emphasize those energies. And a black moon is the same except with the new moon. So it is the second new moon within a calendar month. 
something that is also related to lunar magic that you might want to incorporate into your spell work as far as timing goes, particularly if you are a coastal witch. I have never personally done anything like this with my practice in landlocked Chicago, but the tides are influenced by the moon. So you have high tide, which is attraction, great for prosperity spells, bringing things towards you. And then you also have low tide and that removes things, take things away, remove obstacles or negative feelings. And you regularly also have king tide, which is very high or very low tides. So like a blue moon or new moon, it is just a more emphasized version of that tide. So if you are into sea witchcraft, you might want to time your spells during the day based on high tide or low tide. Next up is solar timing. Each month throughout the year has its own specific magical energy. Like I said, that applies to the full moon, but obviously that applies to the sun as well, because that is what determines what month we are in and how we are moving along throughout the year is what the sun is doing. So January is for protection, opportunities, for prosperity as well. February is for healing and atonement. March is for achievement and victory, but it is also a month of introspection. April is for luck, happiness. May is great for earth magic, for health, strength. June is for romance, love, luck. July is for joy and leadership. August is great for balance, harmony, and creativity. September is associated with spirituality, communication, and psychic abilities. October is a time of transitions. It's also associated with bravery. November is about patience and compassion. And December is associated with insight, wisdom, and faith. And similarly, you can time your spells by what sign the sun is in. The start of the solar year is with Aries on March 21st, and then it generally changes sometime around the 20th, 21st of each month. So we have Aries energy for getting motivated, breaking old habits. There is then Taurus for love and sensuality, Gemini for possibilities, for magical learning, Cancer for anything hearth and home related, Leo for enthusiasm, energy, ambition, Virgo for health, improving, focus, Libra for harmony and balance, Scorpio for discovery, secrets, getting to the truth, Sagittarius for travel, luck, opportunity, Capricorn for hard work, organization, planning, Aquarius for originality and humanitarian goals, and lastly, Pisces for astral work, dream magic, all things psychic and expanding consciousness. And lastly, the section that I wanted to sort of touch on is planetary timing and timing your spells by the planets. Now, this is a giant topic, which is why I will have some books linked over in the show notes if you are interested in learning more about this because there could be multiple podcast episodes dedicated to just planetary timing. So I'm just gonna include some of the basics here rather than do a full deep dive because it is a very hefty subject. Now, when we talk about planetary timing, specifically as it relates to witchcraft, it's talking about five planets plus the sun and the moon. 
because that's the historical definition sort of when this started of what they were looking at and seeing in the sky and they didn't have the telescopes and things that we have access to now so they were really defining planetary timing as the sun and moon plus mercury venus mars jupiter and saturn so planetary timing is figuring out kind of what those particular planets are doing because they are each associated with different areas of life the moon is associated with dreams and divination the sun is joy and success Mercury is communication and travel. Venus is beauty, fertility, and love. Mars is power and strength. Jupiter is fortune and luck. And Saturn is self-discipline, boundaries, and also protection. One of the ways that you can work with this and sort of get in touch with what the planets are doing, or at least have an association with them, is by the days of the week. That's sort of the basic place to get started, because each day of the week is associated with one of those seven planets. Monday is associated with the moon, Tuesday is Mars, Wednesday is Mercury, Thursday is Jupiter, Friday is Venus, Saturday is Saturn, and Sunday is the sun. That is probably the correspondence that I use most often if I'm going to be timing my spell work because I find that that has the most effect on me, more so than the lunar phases. I'm not as much influenced by the lunar phases and what's going on with the new moon or the full moon, but I am influenced by days of the week. And I do feel that energy, I have mentioned this before, Tuesdays in particular, I do not like. They are associated with fiery Mars warlike energy. And I always, whatever problems come up, it's always on a damn Tuesday. So I always have problems with that day, which is weird because I was born on a Tuesday, so who knows? But I do feel like that is the one sort of timing thing that I will go to first is to time my spell for the day of the week that sort of matches that intention. I do end up doing a lot of my hearth and home magic on Saturdays, which are associated with protection and boundaries. A lot of glamour magic on Fridays, which is associated with Venus and beauty. So that one is sort of the easiest correspondence for me to go to. The other thing that is associated with planetary magic is specifically timing your spells according to the hours of the day, because there are, each day has these planetary hours. And there's a way to calculate this, and it is difficult, and it's different every single day. So you can calculate it, but there are apps for this, and I will link them. There are apps and websites that will do that for you, because it is work and it is math. But Essentially, they are calculated from the time of sunrise one day to the time of the sunrise the next day. And obviously, the exact time of the sunrise is different every single day. So to calculate that, you would need to know the sunrise, sunset, and then sunrise the next day, exact time in your exact location. And then I think it's something like calculating the length of the day hours and the night hours. So it's like from... from sunrise to sunset and then divide that by 12 same thing for sunrise or sunset to sunrise the next morning and that's your night hours so it's it's work <laughs> and then the first planetary hour of the day begins at that sunrise time and then corresponds to that planetary day so monday's first hour corresponds to the moon whereas on a tuesday it would correspond to mars so it's a lot of work to calculate that all by yourself. So it's very, very helpful that people have made apps and websites to do that for you. But it really is a great option if you feel very attached to this sort of 
idea of planetary magic and planetary timing and you are wanting to cast something on a Monday that would be better suited for a Saturday and you don't want to wait an entire six days, then it, you can just wait until whatever hour of the day is associated with Saturn on that particular day. So if that makes sense, you can still cast a Saturday spell on a Monday. You would just wait for Saturn's hour to come up. If you are not feeling exactly called by hours on the dot, you can also use the times of day because the time chunks, time blocks during the day are also associated with different energies. So dawn is associated with new beginnings, creativity. Sunset is associated with completion or requesting help for difficult things. And again, those are those liminal times as well. From dawn, you're coming between night and day, and then at dusk you are going from day to night, so it's that transition that would be considered a liminal time. And again, those would be good times to do any spells or rituals that would involve this fae or spirits or ancestors. You also have midday, noon, which is associated with confidence, strength, that is sort of peak sun and masculine energy. And of course you also have midnight, which is considered traditionally witchy and is the time of astral travel, dream magic, breast, and moon energy. Like I said, notes will be over at witchwednesdays.com so you can refer back to the list, but I hope that you found that helpful. Let me know in the comments in the show notes or you can respond to the poll over on Spotify. What is your favorite way to magically time your spells? Do you work with any of these timings that I have mentioned today? Do you not even bother with any of them at all? Or do you have something else that I completely missed that you want to add to the list? I would love to hear from you. That is everything that I have for this week. Thanks for being here. I will see you next week. Need even more? Subscribe to Patreon and YouTube for exclusive bonus content. Order a themed witchcraft box every month through Witch Wednesdays on Etsy. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. Find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com.